0: Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the .esports podcast network. I'm Ahmad Khan of Tom's Guide. Motif Esports, a UK-based esports organization, has completely disbanded, deleting its website and Twitter profiles in the process. Two members of its all-female Valorant team, Motif Violet, alleged to have experienced both racism and sexual harassment when competing in VCT Game Changers. Joanne Ray, who was captain of Motif Violet, shared a tweet longer detailing a toxic work environment and alleged that founder Jack Jaws Willis sexually harassed her. Her teammate Barbara Rebecca Rezachova claimed there was, quote, a lot of racism towards non UK players, end quote, including towards Czech and Turkish players. Mercy, a Turkish player, had to deal with targeted racism. Joining me today are Cecilia Ciochetti, a freelance reporter who reported the story for Dot. We also have Motif Esports' former players Joanne, who was the team's captain, and Rebecca. So, Cecilia, Joanne, Rebecca, thank you all so much for coming on to the show.
1: Thank you for for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: so, yeah, let me start with uh, Joanne and Rebecca. Uh, there were some serious allegations made in the Twit Longer. I'd like to break some of this down so that listeners can get a better understanding of how you and the team felt when at Motif. Uh, could either of you explain what some of the day-to-day interactions were like?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Motif, um, it was a friendly environment to begin with. Um, so for me personally, I was invited by my friends um, who then told me that they wanted to start a female team. Um, so I contacted one of the owners. It wasn't Jaws. It was um, someone called Rossi. Um, he told me he wanted to start a female team and I, I told him that I would build the project for him. So I started the trials and stuff. So as the trials were going on, it was just a really friendly environment. We would play together. Um, there was already a male team on Motive, so we would all play together. Uh, that would include other games as well, not just Valorant. Um, and yeah, it started off really, really friendly. And then as it went on, as I got my players in and stuff, that's when uh, Jack started being kind of a little bit too flirty with them. Like every single time I'd get a new female player, he would be flirty towards the new player. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were trying to practice and stuff, and like we were being asked to geo queue with him all the time. We were preparing for VCT, and he would ask me if I could queue with him. He would hmm. often make me feel bad if I said I didn't want to geo queue with him. Um, he would like go offline on Discord and like do silly things, like change his profile picture to like all black, like as if he was in a mood. He would often become really professional with me in the sense that he was trying to figure out if I was doing anything wrong with the team. Um, and I purely think that was because that I wouldn't play with him when he wanted me to.
0: And Rebecca, do you have a similar experience?
2: Uh, I have joined
3: Motive after Joanne. Uh, invited me because I've been trialing for them and she liked my performance. First, when I talked to Joss, he or Jack, he seemed like a nice person to begin with. But then as more players started beginning, there were more things to be sorted out. Uh, And then there were the issues that uh, started appearing.
0: But, you know, I guess for both of you, this is kind of a bit of a nuanced question. And I guess this can be uh, some of the difficulties of working, you know, or of, of any workplace environment where, you know, how do you delineate or tell the difference between something that was maybe friendly and when does it go towards, you know, sexual harassment? I I, I assume there were, you know, times that, you know, maybe not just you, but I think all workers in a lot of uh, corporations where they're like, you know, what was that, what did that mean? Um, in, in In your experience, what was that one instant that just went way over the line to where you knew that this was beyond friendly behavior?
2: um yeah so for me when i joined motive um i was pre-warned that jack could be flirtatious um but i was told that he that was just the type of person he was that he'd done mm. it for a laugh most, most of the time the time when i started seeing it was more serious than that was uh mostly so the first time he asked for my, like my snapchat um which is obviously quite a personal thing to give out to like a founder of an org um but because i didn't know any better and i thought he was just my friend i gave him it um so it started becoming really flirtatious over that but also when we were in discord call he started saying things that like he shouldn't have said um particularly it was it was always just a, a three-way call with me jack and my friend that introduced me to motive ricky um so Ricky was always there and like he also would DM me and say that like oh Jack shouldn't have said that. And um I when I've been in calls I've heard Jack say things to girls that he shouldn't have, but his fallback was always that it was just a joke. Um but I knew from like my experience, like I knew when he was going too far, like it was pretty obvious and I think that he knew he was going too far as well, but he would always just try and push it to the furthest that it could go.
0: Could you give us some examples?
2: Yeah, so um, I think it was mentioned in one of the articles. Um, there was one night when I was in call with him, and my friend Ricky had left, so it was just me and him. And um, he started like screen sharing his Discord, and he went over to like a server. I don't remember the name of it or anything, but it was like a plus eighteen server. Hmm. It had like a lot of like an explicit like photos and videos. And um, he went to like the search bar where you can search up for certain like names and stuff and he wrote in his own name and he had shared like two videos to it. that were like really, it was like videos that I didn't want to see. Um, and he kept it on the screen the entire time. I, I didn't look at it. I, I tried to look away as much as possible, but he pretty much like forced me to watch it by keeping it up. Um, so that's one time that I would say he pushed like the boundaries way too far because that's not something that you should be showing the captain of your female team personally. I don't think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, so it was a video of some sort of himself that was explicit in nature, correct?
2: It was him and another female. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, that is that is really bizarre behavior. And, I mean, was this limited to just online interaction or did this, you know, meld into the real world as well?
2: Oh, no, I, I never met up with um, Jack. He, I live in Scotland and he lives in England. Um,
0: mm-hmm. He kept
2: on asking. He kept on, like, begging me to go to the LAN event that's upcoming in England that's called Epic LAN. Um, he kept on, like, saying, like, oh, please come... Uh, and I heard stories of him telling a girl that he wanted to have, like, quote, fun at LAN. So it wouldn't surprise me if I went that he would have tried something with me too with how he spoke to me over Discord, et cetera. Mm.
0: Uh, you know, when did... I, I probably should have asked this at the top, but, um, you know, Rebecca and Joanne, when when did the team join Motif exactly?
2: Um, so I personally joined in December. That's when I started making my project.
0: So December of twenty. 20- uh twenty-one?
2: Twenty twenty one, yeah. Uh, it was at the very end of it was after Christmas. Um I think it was just going into New Year's. That's wow. when I first got the message for it. Um I started my trials, I believe, um kind of just after New Year's. So it was like the third or the fourth, I think I started my trials. Um Rebecca was one of my later trials. Um so my first trial from people that joined uh was Dolly, and then it was Mercy rebecca and then the last one lammy
0: mm. i mean we're recording this episode in early february so literally between the time of christmas and now so within a, a little bit over a month um the team was formed joined motif and then exited because of alleged you know sexual harassment and uh racist comments
2: Yeah, and I think that speaks volumes for itself, like how much of a toxic organization that was. Um, Jack would often even refer to himself that he was being too friendly with everyone, but he would still continue doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I think it is uh, interesting that uh, you were given warning before joining the organization about his behavior. Rebecca, were you given a similar warning? Uh,
3: I have not. I've not been given any kind of warning, but fortunately, he has not harassed me, and he have he has never been flirty with me. Uh, I think it's also because I am a vocal person. Whenever mm. there was anything I was not satisfied with, uh, I said it immediately, and that sometimes started an argument. Indeed, but uh, to me, it were important things that should have been discussed and i think it was also because i have a partner i have a boyfriend uh who's known as twiston and he plays for a big valorant team and is known in the esports community
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know speaking of the male counterparts at motif so motif blue was kind of like the male uh, version of motif violet um Explain the relationship between the male and female rosters because I do believe that, you know, in Cecilia's reporting that, you know, there was instances of, uh, let's say, friction.
2: Yeah. um, So, and we had, like, obviously a Discord server for everyone. There was also friends in it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Discord layout kind of looked like there was, like, a friends channel and then there was, like, a a motive channel, which was the owners, um, the management the Motive Blue team, the Motive Violet team. Um, so we could all communicate there. Everyone was like, there's been friendships that have been built from Motive um, with like players from Motive Blue and Motive Violet and they're still friends to this day. Um, after we put out the tweets, a lot of the players left Motive instantly because they knew that it was wrong. So a lot of those friendships have stayed now. Um, so I'd say the... The relationship between the teams was friendly, but there was also a lot of issues that occurred that we can, I'm I'm assuming you're going to ask us about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I wanted to, I was kind of gearing towards some of the things that maybe the male players had said towards Mm -hmm. um, the female players, especially in Mm -hmm. regards to um, uh, different sounding accents.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I think Rebecca can speak about that mostly because it was it was her that was uh targeted most by that i um, both mm. rebecca and my coach yarda who both come from czech republic
0: yeah please rebecca
2: uh, yeah there have been some remarks
3: uh towards the accents i do not have really a czech strong accent when i was speaking english but our coach has mm-hmm. and um they have tried or they did offend him, uh, but then they have proceeded to apologize when they got to know that uh, he was um, he had an unpleasant experience when they obviously told him that. So that has been figured out, and we are on good terms with those people.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess this is a bit of a nuanced question for Joanne, but I mean, at least when it comes, at least in America, we you know we've had a very uh, fraught relationship. Between like uh, various races of people and uh, just our history, so there's a lot of sensitivity when it comes uh, to you know making voices or making fun of somebody's accents. Uh, but I know Europe is obviously has a much longer history. All these countries that are you know connected by the border. You know it's easy to move between the European Union. Um, is it common in Europe to you know maybe make fun of accents more jovially, or is it? Am, am I reading this completely incorrectly?
2: Um, in my experience, the UK in general, um, they like to joke around a lot, but in my experience with, um, kind of UK people, they will joke around, but they'll mean it, um, Mm -hmm. in a horrible way. So for me personally, I like, they even made fun of me for my accent and I'm, I'm almost Scottish, but, um, for me, when I heard what they said about, um, Rebecca and Yarda, um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, I personally knew that they they weren't fond of Yarda for whatever reason. I'm not sure what it was. Um, I think Jack's main reasoning was he was jealous that, like, um, we would speak to him. Uh, because I have another point about that. Like, um, Jack used to call me, like, kind of boosted at Valorant, which means, like, he didn't believe I deserved the rank that I was. Like, he thought I was bad um mm-hmm. and he openly admitted um that he was jealous that i was playing with another male friend that wasn't even to do with Motive he was just my friend mm-hmm. um and he always used to see how he was jealous that i was queuing with him instead of instead of himself um so i personally think that the hatred towards um yarda was uh they weren't having a laugh they were they were being serious about it
0: I see. I see. uh, Cecilia, I wanted to ask you, well, I was going to ask you kind of, you know, to explain what boosting means, which Joanne kind of got into, but um, beyond just the definition, I mean, how much of it is an insult to call a player, uh, you know, saying that they're boosted? And is it something that's directed more often towards, let's say, female esports players in your reporting?
1: I believe so. Generally, seeing someone who's boosted, um, especially if you're speaking like with friendly tones or among friends, it could be read just as a a joke, sorry. However, when you say it seriously to a girl, you are saying you are not good enough. And that is something that we hear constantly in our lives, that we hear especially in the esports and gaming industry, because males are better. That's not something that you should say, especially if you are in, on the same team, especially if you're an organization owner who
2: hired those players to play at their best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can input a little bit to my story about the boosted um, sure. situation. So, at the very beginning, when I joined Motive, um, obviously I started queuing with like the the blue team, just like jail queuing and stuff, and ranked. Right. And um, sometimes they would say, "Oh, I'm boosted for like a joke," and I could I could genuinely tell they were joking. Um, so when Jack said it for the first time, I also thought he was just kidding. And then the reason that I knew he he was meaning it was um he messaged my player mercy um on private dms and he was just speaking to her about how no one ever wants to queue with him etc he mentioned how i didn't want to queue with him and he said to her in private dms that he thought i was boosted and that i didn't deserve like the rank that i was at he said that i only got my rank because i played with some of the motive blue team um so for me that was like kind of a turning point because i thought if it was a joke, he would have just kept it in like the public chat, saying like "oh, like you're boosted and things like that. But to take it to like private DMs and be serious about it, like that's when it started hurting me. Um, and then he said that again, and this was this was like one hour before like a very important VCT match uh, that we just played in Game Changers. Um, he said it in the chat, and because I knew of those private DMs, it really really affected me and I think that day in VCT I played badly because of it because it was like in the back of my mind that like maybe I'm not good enough for the team um and like that was an issue that me and the team had when we spoke about everything was everyone brought up that point again that like you shouldn't say that to your players before they have like a really important match
0: mm-hmm You know, Cecilia, I know that you're uh, involved in the Italian, you know, Valorant scene and Valorant itself is a relatively new esport that I assume that Riot, you know, given all of its issues that it's had, you know, with workplace harassment, you know, and uh, the various lawsuits that have come with that uh, have uh, probably tried to get ahead of maybe some of the things that could have popped up in Valorant esports, you know, with Game Changers was was one of them. Do you think that um, the Valorant scene overall is... Accepting or amenable to, you know, female players? And do you think, you know, Riot is doing enough?
1: I think even just beginning the eSports Valorant um, environment, like the competitive environment, with the idea of creating a tournament for female players and marginalized gender in generals, that just speaks volume for Riot. When, like, Valorant is... Uh, New environment, a new eSport, and it did not take years for the publisher to realize that the 46 percent of players are women, and women want to play. And of course, this is the huge dilemma of: Do we need uh, all female tournaments or not? And like the answer is really simple, and I don't get why we talk about it as of this day. We need those tournament for now because we need opportunities for women to develop and improve so that the gap between the um all male turn like all male tournaments don't don't remain all males because there is no rule of gender in any esports tournament
0: right uh, Joanne and Rebecca, since leaving Motive Violet, uh, a new, you guys have formed a new team called Karma. Explain what's going on and what your future plans are.
2: Yes, yeah, so we obviously wanted to get as far away from Motive as possible and as quickly as, as we could because um, we didn't want to be recognized with that brand anymore, eh, with that org anymore, sorry. And um, we came up with a team name like the day after. Uh, the day after that, we picked like the logo and what branding we were going to have. Um, and then we made our Twitter page. And from there, we are just looking forward to the next VCT Game Changers, which is in April. Um, we are still practicing mostly every single day. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to ch- achieve great things in it. We um, got top 24 in the last one. So we're looking to push that even further. And um, yeah, so we will be competing Whether that's going to be underneath another organization or under Karma, we don't know yet, but we're just going to play ourselves and and try and get the best that we can.
0: And Rebecca, any final thoughts?
2: I totally agree with
3: Joanne. We will try to aim for the top and we'll try to choose what's the best for us.
0: Awesome. Well, I know this was a tough topic to talk about, but I really appreciate both uh, Joanne and Rebecca for coming on and for Cecilia and contributing her reporting. So again, thank you everybody for uh, joining me on this episode.
2: Thank you so much for inviting us to. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Imad.
0: And that was FTW with Imad Khan, part of the .esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. For full transcripts of the show, head on over to ftwimad.com. to follow Joanne and Rebecca and keep up to date with Karma. You can follow them at Joanne underscore X8 And at Ratty Rebecca, that's R-A-T-T-I-E-R-E-B-E-C-C-A. To follow Cecilia and stay up to date on her Valorant reporting, you can find her at Aithusa here, that's A-I-T-H-U-S-A-H-E-R-E. To follow Ahmad and his work over at Tom's Guide, you can find him at Imad on Twitter. This episode was produced by Henrique Damore. The show's executive producer is Kevin Morris. Our research assistant is Sam Higgins. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.